Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. A real life lesson I had to learn the hard way of trusting people and putting my heart in people that I know for a fact meant me ill will from the beginning. Like when, when you try to give people the chance or you give niggas an inch, they try to take a fucking mile. And I've been through that plenty of times and I'm not giving nobody no more leeway. If you're my homie, you're my homie. If not, you're not. I want to feel better. Like I, I really want to be happy. And the only way I know I can is if I start talking about the things that I've been through, whether it be on the radio or with the therapist, with my wife, with my team. I got to start expressing how I feel. Keeping stuff bottled up doesn't work. Honestly, I, I try a lot. Like, I, I watch a lot of TV and, and try to study you guys and how you do your, your mouth and how you talk. And a lot of words are, are different depending on where you're from. Like, sometimes people say hello or hello or hello. You know, it just depends on where you are, honestly. Because the only way your community can do better is if you build in, build up from within. So I'm really trying to make sure we all get our own castles, we all get our own kingdoms, we all get our own situation so we can just keep turning up and keep making North Carolina family proud. This is DJ Semtex, it's the Hip Hop Raise Me podcast. And listen, right now I'm going to talk to a very, very dope artist. For me, this is one of the most exciting artists to come through in 2021. I've been blazing his music on my show, joints like Switched Up, Kingdom, and quicksand and yo i'm I'm not gonna lie i've been i've been chasing this one i've i've been pushing for this one i've been pestering his people i've been trying to make this happen for the longest time because i think this guy's dope i think he's very very sick yo murray what's happening what's going on g how you feeling bro i'm good but it's more about you how are you feeling <laughs> right now yo your debut mixtape just dropped street sermons how you feeling Bro, I feel great. Like, I ain't gonna lie to you. Like, I, I was nervous as I was nervous as heck early. Like, I was trying to figure out how they're gonna feel about it, whether they're gonna write, whether they're gonna comment, and they're gonna like it. Like, so I'm I'm glad to see that I'm getting some, some good response right now. So I'm happy now. Hey, listen, I know this is the busiest day of your life. This is one of the turning points. This is one of the most important times ever. And I'm glad that I'm talking to you today. Now it could be a bad idea because you're incredibly busy or it could be a great idea because it's such a pivotal moment. And, you know, when your team was saying, look, we can do it on this day, da 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 I was like, yeah, hell yeah, let's do it. So how are you feeling? Release day, debut project, like, how's it feel? Yeah, no, no, Cap, this is, this is the, probably one, one of the biggest. This is my first mixtape ever. And... Like, I ain't gonna lie to you, like, I, I really want this to do well because I feel like I put myself in this project and I, I'm i getting so much so much love from the people that's been writing in my comments and my message requests and people have been sharing it. So, like, thank y'all so much for even showing the support because I'm just glad it's doing well. So where you at right now? Uh, I'm in L.A. getting ready to go to the studio to, re- to rehearse for my show on the first. Okay. Where do you live in America? Where were you born and raised for people who may not know already? Uh, 
I was born in Brooklyn, New York, um, in uh, Brookdale Hospital, but I'm from Fayetteville, North Carolina. So how long were you in Brooklyn for? Were you, were you there for like, you know, your childhood or was you just born there and then moved straight to North Carolina? I was there for a baby, like, 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 like I think one, then moved to Fayetteville. Uh, we went to Fayetteville and then we came back and back and forth until I think second grade. And then from second grade to sixth grade, I stayed in Fayetteville and then so on and so forth. Now, if you listen to your music, it's, it's, it's plain to hear that you're an incredible rapper. But it's also plain to hear that you're an amazing, powerful singer. So I just want to know, like, what, what came first? Was it the rapping or the singing? The singing or the rapping? Singing uh, came first because I, I started singing in the church. So the, the church really, really put that in my spirit to, to use my vocals any way I could, like, to make sure my singing got noticed as well. So what made you want to rap? Because... You've gone from singing, you've gone from, from doing like real inspirational songs, like just singing them, and then you're doing bars, you're doing some of the hardest bars and you're rapping. Like, what, what made you want to do that? Honestly, um, I didn't start rapping until like 16. Um, I, I started listening to like Drake, uh, So Far, So, so Gone came out. And I was like, damn, this, this shit is so crazy. He's singing, he's rapping, he put it together the way that I wish I could. But I was so nervous about switching because I know I couldn't sing forever because. Rapping was starting to go crazy. Wayne was going crazy. I was like, yo, I really want to be that guy with the bars too. Like, so I didn't, but I didn't know how to use both of them. So listening to him kind of really made me put both of them in perspective to say I could sing and I could rap. So like 16, around 2008, I want to say I was, I started doing both. Hey, listen, Drake did something legendary with that So Far Gone mixtape, right? Yeah, crazy, bro. The, the best, absolute best. What was the track on that that really connected with you? Say What's Real. That's like my, that's my favorite song. Like, because now, it's weird because now that I listen to it now, I can really understand it and I really feel it because it makes so much sense. But that was my favorite song on the whole tape. Hey, listen, Murray, right? The way I discovered your music is crazy. I got to give a big shout to my guy, Critical. He's a DJ from Canada. And I said to him, I was like, bro, I said to him on Clubhouse, actually. I was like, bro, like, what, what are you feeling? What, what, what new music's like popping right now? And he was like, yo, Sam, man, I'm feeling Murray. Oh, wow. So I was like... Okay, cool. I made a note of it, wrote it down, and then I searched out the music online. And, bro, I was blown away. No cap. Blown away. Fire. Thank you, bro. So, you know, I just want to know, like, for you, though, what was that point where there was a clear transition from when you went from patiently waiting to being internationally known? I, honestly, it, it, the transition was actually a, a lot to get used to because when, when you're doing music, and you're trying to get on and you're not, it, it sucks. But then when, when you're not trying to get on and then you get on, it's like, damn, like, how do I keep up the momentum? So I, I, like, it's very, it's very nerve-wracking and there's a lot of pressure. Like, that, that transition was very pressurous. But I love it. And I feel like that's what's keeping me and driving me to keep making music because I love how that pressure feels. So you're saying that you weren't caring, that you was carefree. But I want to know, like, you know, what was the point where you went from struggling to the position where everybody knows your name. I think when I stopped trying to make music for everybody else and wanted to make my own music, that's when it started becoming good. I think I really started writing about myself, my life, my story. Because I, I didn't know my story was interesting until, you know, Quicksand started getting distractions. Like, now I know my story is, is worth being told. So I think before I was making, before I was telling my story, I was making regular songs, booty shaking songs, club songs, gangster songs, shoot them up or hit it, you know, whatever, whatever it was. I finally started writing about me and that's what changed everything. Oh, for real? That's dope. That's dope. Thank you, brother.
Yo, Quicksand, I love that joint, man. Like, I love it, seriously. And, yo, you floated on that track. The flow was crazy. You glided on it, the way that you wrote the rhythm and everything. <laughs> Thank you, bro. I appreciate that shit. And, you know, you was talking about having ripped jeans. You was talking about, you know, falling in the quicksand and everything else and some of the perils and, and, and some of the things that you faced on the street. But I just want to know more detail on, you know, some of the things that you actually faced that inspired you to write that joint. That joint's hard, man. It's one of the realest tracks out. And yeah, I've been meaning to ask you this. Yeah, honestly, like the song pretty much sums up my 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 adolescence, 16, 17, 18 and under of, of me trying to find my way into a system <laughs> that I didn't know about. Coming from the country to the city was a very big transition for me. And I, I didn't I didn't understand it until I was in it for a little while. I really wanted to be somebody and i didn't care who it was i just wanted to have friends i wanted to have homes i wanted to be that guy so i followed a lot and and that what that's that's kind of the thing i look back on like who i am now is, is I, I never want to be a follower ever again because that really caused me to do a lot of stuff that i didn't want to do like in the song i'm saying like my jeans was ripped like i really used to borrow clothes from my homeboy jj like i was i was skinny but i wasn't it's the skinniest, but like he had some baggy jeans. I used to borrow his clothes and borrow his sneakers. I used to fucking wear slippers, shorts, and a t-shirt every single day because that's all I had. I used to wash my clothes every day just to wear the same Muslim name because at the end of the day, bro, I ain't had no bread to buy it. So, and then like the, the song just speaks volumes of who I was. I was always fighting, always doing things I, I didn't want to do, but I thought was necessary to fit in. And I'm just glad I never had to have to do none of that again. How did you come up with the concept, you know, comparing it to quicksand? Um, Come up with the concept of quicksand was I, I didn't think about it as what am I going to write about or like trying to come up with a specific hit. I really just wanted to write something to make me feel better. Um, at the time, I was talking to my wife about music and it, it was kind of like I wasn't going anywhere. She was agreeing like it wasn't doing nothing for us. It's either you go for the gusto or you stop. So I really kind of took my, my, my head into that and wrote quicksand and big decisions because I really felt like. That's, that was a therapeutic release for me. It wasn't supposed to be a hit song. I didn't know it was going to be a hit song, but it was just for me to release. I mean, you're saying it's therapeutic for you, but I think it's therapeutic for a lot of people around the world. You know, what you're saying on that track and what you're doing, the way that you performed it. Yeah. I think a lot of people could relate to that. Yeah, and I ain't gonna lie to you. I love that because my story that I feel like was good to get out is now helping people get through theirs. That shit is fire. Hey, there's a track that I really wanted to talk to you about. It's a track that I personally felt I related to it and you know you're rapping about things that aren't really celebrated in hip-hop or in rap like you know you know every you know a lot a lot of rap you know a lot of people are talking about drip or girls or all of that stuff and everything else but on this joint this joint really hit me it's like especially with the line where it says i got um yeah i got family to feed i got family with needs and it's one of the realest things. I'm talking about the Big Decisions track. It's one of the realest things I've heard. Yeah. You made it a banger. And it's one of the most honest things that you could say. And I, I just I just wanted to find out, like, what, what, what encouraged you to be so open and so honest? Because, you know, some people like to keep the family side of things, like, real, real private, real personal. But what, what made you feel comfortable with putting it out there like that and just, just being so open about it? Like I, I think it's because I want to feel better. Like I, I really want to be happy, and the only way I know I can is if I start talking about the things that I've been through, whether it be on the radio or with the therapist, or with my wife, or with my team. 
I got to start expressing how I feel. Keeping stuff bottled up doesn't work. So, like, it's it's <clears throat> it's easy for me to tell people how I feel because I really want to feel better. So the only way I can do that is by getting it out. So do you actually see a therapist or would you see a therapist? No, nah, I, I haven't yet. I mean, I, I don't know if I will, but I really think the music is helping me understand who I am. Like, like when people listen to Street Sermons, I'm also listening and hearing my story. Like, this is what I went through. This is what I'm not going to do again. <clears throat> this is how I'm not going to move so I don't have to bottle anything up. I speak my mind from now on because at the end of the day, when you hold stuff in, it can fester, become something worse. So I, I'm really just like trying to become happy in a free spirit, honestly, and just be, be myself and express my opinions, express how I feel, and not be afraid of it. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, nothing. No tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. If these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. When did it hit you that you've actually got responsibilities? I mean, you know, <laughs> some men run away from it. Some people, like, don't want to accept that, you know, having a child comes with certain responsibilities. Society doesn't really promote um, the fact that it's cool to be a parent or to take care of responsibilities. It don't, it don't really, it's, it's, it's not seen as the cool thing to do, but... You know, what, what, what was that What was that situation where you were like, all right, you know what, I've got to do this. I've got to take care of my family. I've got to make sure that they're straight. I've got to make sure that they're safe. When I was 19, I had my first son. That's when I realized I had to really step up to, to, to show him an example of what a man should be. And I think that's when I got the idea of become better, the idea of get a job and, and work hard. I didn't get it right until now. Like it, it took me to 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 really get signed and, and do music to really understand <clears throat> what I what I can do now. I don't think if I ever would have got music, it'd have been this fast. I probably would have been still struggling to figure it out. But I've had time now to sit down and really think about the things I'm doing with my kids, my wife, my mom, my family, and it's making me a better dad, a better husband, a better son, and a better person. Because now I can do the things that I know I'm supposed to, like just show love because I already have the bills paid, or just show up because I already ordered dinner and stuff like, like just simple stuff that are starting to make me feel just content and happy. How big is your family? I got three kids, uh, nine, eight, four, my wife and my mom, we all live in the same house and my dog, Blue, my little baby. Yo, I'm guessing your family's rooting for you. They all want you to win. They're all happy for your success and everything else. Yeah. Um, But do you feel that, that pressure on your shoulders? Do you feel that weight? you know, to make sure that you win? Always. I think it's a thing. Um, <clears throat> everybody that, that, that gets on experiences this thing I, 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 that's called survivor's guilt. You always have a feeling like you have to be there because you're the only one that made it or you're the only one that's doing something. So it's definitely a lot of pressure on me to, to, to be now other people's father figures other people's saviors and i, I understand like that's my role now I, I gotta step up for people who don't have it in my family and, and my homies you feel me because that's that's where i'm at god bless me to bless other people 
So it, it's, it's a lot of pressure though at the same time because now I know I got to work that much harder because I'm also a provider for more than just my immediate household. You say on the track, big decisions. I got to pick my friends better because they're supposed to lift me up. Yeah. I'm guessing that you, you, I'm guessing that came about through real life experience, right? Yeah, honestly, it, it, was, it, was, it was a real, a real life lesson I had to learn the hard way of trusting people and putting my heart in people that I know for a fact meant me ill will from the beginning. Like when, when you try to give people the chance or you give niggas an inch, they try to take a fucking mile. And I've been through that plenty of times and I'm not giving nobody no more leeway. If you're my homie, you're my homie. If not, you're not. Hey, listen, I, I guess you got a lot of new homies since you've been popping, right? <laughs> nah, not, not even the case. Still the same squad. I ain't, I ain't had no more homies. <laughs> Yo, Moe, listen, I know I'm going in with the questions, but, yo, honestly, I don't know when I'm going to get the opportunity to do this again. So we're doing this now. As you could tell, I've been blazing the music. I've been taking it in. Yo, I even buy your music, man. I know, I know that, that that's not a big deal, but it kind of is in this day and age because we're in the age of streaming and everything. But I just want to make sure I've got the right versions, oh, the clean fire. versions and everything. And I just want to be ahead. Yeah, that's fire as hell. Appreciate that, my guy. Bro, that's nothing. Every DJ should be doing this. No, that's something to me. That's something to me. Thank you, bro. That's something to me. Yo, I want I want to talk to you about another joint, and you know, bro, listen, I'm just happy to be doing this right, right, right now because you know, like, um, yo, I've been able to get with a lot of artists early before they popped off, yeah. and you know, I caught up with Drake early. Yeah. Um, I caught up with J Cole early. Oh, for real. Oh, I caught up with Kendrick Lamar early, like before he hooked up with Dr. Dre or anything like that. Oh damn! Are oh, you you the drunk then? And and that's why I wanted to connect with you early, innit? I wanted to I wanted to talk to you before, um, you know, everybody else catches up, and then people trying to jump on the wave and everything else. Yeah, I just wanted to be ahead in it. I wanted to do this talk now. Yeah, yeah. And the track that I really wanted to talk to you about is Kingdom. Yeah. That's 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 a dope song to me. Um, it was the first time I was able to express, like me wanting to do better for, for my wife out loud, and my and my and my team, like my squad, EBF stands for everybody's family. Like it's it's literally my homies, like my my cousins, my uncles, like we all just came squatted up together. And I think we're gonna go so far as long as I keep that same mentality. I want to build them up as well, because the only way your community can do better is if you build them build up from within. So I'm really trying to make sure we all get our own castles we all get our own kingdoms and we all get our own situations so we can just keep turning up and keep making North Carolina favorite proud it's, it's like a prayer yeah bigger than a rap track yeah what you're saying in kingdom has got like it's got a different it's got a different vibe to it it's is 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 the ultimate self-prophesizing um thing to say you know I want a kingdom for my queen castle for my team yeah um, money for your kids' college funds. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's it's again, it's that whole thing about being incredibly real, but it's highly aspirational, man. I love that joint. Yeah, that that's that's what's important to me. Like, I think I think I, I'm 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 different because I I came in the game married with children. Like, you feel me? Like, I'm not I, I'm not single, so I don't have to flex as much as the next rapper. You feel me? Like, I don't have to buy chains and all this crazy stuff because i got kids and shit i gotta take care of that that's that's important to me the fact that my kids may be able to go to ivy league school one day because i have money now is dope 
like I that's what I want to do. I want my kids to have a regular life and understand that they're still real people, whether they daddy rap or not. Have your own life, become your own person, and then be yourself. And whatever they do, I'm gonna support them. That's very important to me. That's dope. That's dope. Now, obviously, I, I follow you on social media, and it's it's dope when you post that you're in the studio, and and anytime you do do that, it's like it's like, yeah, we got another one, we got another banger, let's go. It's like, e -e -e, yo, you're just knocking it out, man. I ain't gonna lie. I, every song to me is like my story. So whenever I hear my story out loud, I see a video or a vision before anybody else does because I, I, I've been through it. So it replays in my head. So when you see me singing my song in my video or on the Instagram clip, I'm really reliving my moments. And sometimes it's, it's what you see on the camera looks dope, but it's, it's just sometimes I'll be in my head. But it, it, I really go through my songs and I feel them shit. So like every song I think is hot to me because it's me finally getting me out. Bro, I heard you got the bag. <laughs> nah, I ain't got no bag, man. I'm doing okay though. I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. All right, I heard you got the bag, but it's about the music first and foremost. All the game. But you got the bag. <laughs> I'm doing okay. Look, all I'm gonna say is, is I, I, I'm blessed enough to bless others. You feel me? You gonna say that? You feel me? I'm doing okay. Well, you trying to get me, boy? Nah, I'm not. Nah, 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 nah. You see where I'm going with this? Uh, <laughs> let's just say you're in a good position, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So let, 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 let's rewind it to like a year ago, right? So let's say you was talking to someone at a label and you were like, all right, I'm going to do this track called Kingdom, right? I'm going to sing about my wife and I'm going to sing about how I need money to put in my kid's college fund. And they're like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, God. But it never happened. Yo, I just want to know, like, who who, who gave you the confidence to do that, to put it all out there like that on your first ever mixtape? Uh, my my wife really gave me the confidence to start writing my music the way I did. Like, she really put me on to being myself. And that's why I wrote, that's why I wrote Quick Sam's A Big Decision, just to show her, like, I can do other music other than the booty shaking and, 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 the, and the gangster shit. Like, I can do other shit. And and Moshe Lizzy really helped me line my things in order. Like, bro, I didn't know it was so strenuous to put a tape together and name the songs and name the tape and there's transitions and sequences. I didn't know nothing about that. I thought music was just you do the shit, you put it out, and that's it. So like the fact that he, he him and Pick Six walked me through the process, because I have a, a lot of songs and it was really hard to just pick which ones I wanted to go on a mixtape. So I'm just glad it all came out the way it did. And thanks to my, my wife and Moshe Leasing and Pick Six and Interscope for helping me out. That's dope. That's dope. Hey, but shout out to Moshe Leasing, man. He's doing a lot out here. Oh, God. That's, that's, that's how you say it. That's my bro. You know when you got a good manager? It's when the Instagram's popping and they're flexing with new cars. Like, Mo's doing a lot out here. Boy, his, yo, his car game is crazy, bro. Insane. And you know he's got life in order to be able to do that as a manager. Okay. He flips with the big boys. Yeah, God. <laughs> but let's take it back to Kingdom for a minute. Now, there's a line that you say, um, can't believe I'm getting mine. It's finally time. And you say it with such passion, such conviction that you can't do anything else but believe what you're saying. You, you know, it's, 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 again, it's that realness shining through and everything else. But... 
I want to know from from your position as Murray, the artist, what 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 does getting mine look like? Getting mine is like just just it's as simple as me being able to take care of myself, like without help. I, I think that's like the best thing in the world to me that I can really sit here and, and take care of Murray. You know what I mean? I can I can call my wife right now. Me being in LA, her being North Carolina, the car break down. I can pay somebody to fix it. That's what I mean by taking care of mine. Like it's no longer a stressful situation. We literally are just living life, and and, and for me to say that as as somebody from from the hood, from the trenches, from the ghetto, from the place where niggas don't even think they're gonna make it, I'm finally living life is more than enough. That's dope. That's dope. Now another joint that I wanted to talk to you about that I've been playing and I'm feeling it switched up. Thank you. That track is incredible. Thank you. That that's like one of my favorite songs. Honestly. Yeah, I've been listening to Switched Up a lot. And, you know, as a DJ, there's music that you play in the club. There's music that you play in the radio. And then there's music that you listen to. And it's not that often when all of them, <laughs> all three of them boxes are ticked. So, yeah, I play your music out when possible or when, when everything's back open, I will be. And then I play it on the radio, but I also listen to your music. I'm a fan. I've been waiting for the Street Sermons mixtape. Thank you. And I'm glad you waited for it, and I'm glad you listened to it. Oh God! So, with regards to switched up, I just want to know what happened. As far as what? Like what happened? You know, I I know with most artists when they're writing, you know, you can write about one situation, or you can write about a couple of different situations, or you can even write, you know, about a situation that somebody else saw. You know, there's a lot of rappers that are dope at doing that. But you know, we've switched up again. You know, because of the, the 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 sincerity and the integrity that you've got within your music, and because I've been listening to it for so long, yo, I just want to know, man, what went down. It sounds like you were betrayed. Yeah, I, I ain't gonna lie to you. It's that that's that's why I am how I am. Like it, it's really hard for me to, to trust people because I feel like the people that I was showed to trust always broke that. You feel me? Like like growing up, you know, you pull to trust your mom and your dad and your grandparents and. And a lot of those people didn't show me, like, they were trustworthy. You feel me? Like, the people that you look up to, the main people that you go to for support was not supporting me. So it's hard for me to even trust somebody. So when I start becoming homies with people, I'm already watching the things you do. I'm trying to be four steps ahead because I know you about to try to fuck me over. And I just hated that most of the time I was right. It's niggas trying to scheme you off some money or niggas trying to... A, a, a steal from you or, 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 or trying to slander your name or trying to talk about you or trying to get you robbed. It's like, it's a lot you got to watch out for. And I've been through that shit and it sucks that I did, but I'm glad I did because now I know what the hell to watch for. And again, Switched Up's a banger. And I got to say, you know, the way that you approach that track from a rapping standpoint, again, you're floating, you're gliding. It's like you're, you're just tearing up the track. You're tiptoeing it. You're, you're chewing it up. And... You know, you're born in Brooklyn, raised in North Carolina. I I just want to know where you got that flow from because it, it the track's crazy and and you're tearing up the track. Honestly, I, I I I don't even know where I get the flow from. I really just felt the beat. The beat to me is so beautiful and complex and simple at the same time. Like. It, it, it's so weird, and I felt like I had to give the beat something to compliment it. Cause when I heard it, the first thing I said was, mm. "So I gotta, I gotta see what I can do with this beat. I got to, cause it, it just, it just fired. He killed that shit." But who did you listen to 
you know, from a rap perspective, because look, come on, man, on that track, you're tearing it apart. Like you're dancing all over the rhythm on that. You're ripping it up. Like who, who, who inspired you as a lyricist when you was growing up? Because, bro, that that flow is just too crazy. Um, I didn't start listening to like real rap until I got older, like 16, 17. But I ain't gonna lie to you, like rappers, like you know, like Jay Z, fire storytelling, uh, Logic. I always like listening to Logic. I feel like the way he can speed his flow but switch it up. Um, Mo three was always fire, and uh, of course, uh, uh, Fred the Godson, Fab. Like listen to rappers that, that know how to tell a story and know how to bring punchlines, and then Drake really put in his perspective for me for the singing. So like, listen to all that and put it together really made me who I am. It is crazy. Thank you. All right, now it's like I said before, we managed to catch you on the day that Street Simmons, your first ever mixtape, has come out. And I know it's a crazy, busy, hectic day. I appreciate you taking the time out to do this. And, you know, I, I managed to catch you on a journey between um, where you were before and heading over to a rehearsal for a show that you got lined up and made the first. So I really appreciate you taking the time out. But, you know, Street Sermons, there's no features on it. Crazy. Was, was, was that a conscious decision? Honestly, every song that I wrote doesn't have features. And, and and I I like writing my songs and my feelings so I can feel comfortable with it. So I know when I give it out, it's going to be perceived the same way. So this mixtape, I really wanted it to just be me so my fans can get to know me. Like, I've been saying this analogy, like, it's like taking a girl on a date. You're not going to bring your homie on a date. You want to get to know the girl first. You want to talk to her and, and, and get to know, you know, you know, you know what, you, what you're trying to get. You, mean? you get it. And then you make sure she chill with her hunger. Now you, now you, now you can bring your friends along because they got friends now. Like now we chilling. I wanted this to be an intimate tape for me and my fans, and me and my colleagues to understand that I'm gonna bring something to the table when I do start doing features or I do do start adding people on my songs. Okay, you're popping, you're blowing up. You know you had hit singles before you did the deal, and you know you're in a very different place to where you were a year ago, even to three months ago, and. You know, you, you, you're gaining fans. Um, people are recognizing who you are and what you do. But but who's reached out to you, like, artist-wise? Who's, who's like, artist fans of Murray? Like, who's out there right now, like, that you, you might be wanting to work with down the line? Um, no, I, I got a lot of love from my state, like, from J. Cole, um, from The Baby. I think that that's, that's, that's really important to me because at the end of the day, I believe if we come together as a state, we're we gonna get bigger. Like I, I think North Carolina got so much talent, so much, so so much everything down there that we ready to share with the world. Um, I think, but thank a lot. The biggest one though was probably Jay Z put me on his playlist. He hasn't reached out personally, but the fact that I'm on your playlist, I know you know who I am, and that's 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 good enough from Big Ho. You feel me? Jay Z approval. Oh God, big stamp. It's a big stamp. So, what's your favorite Jay Z joint? What's your favorite Jay Z album? Um. Don't know about my favorite album, but I would say uh, my favorite song is "Song Cry." Will, wow! Man, I ain't like when you hear that. When you, when you hear that, that that sample coming there, and then it just it just it's crazy. I can't see it coming down my eyes, but I gotta make the song cry. If you listen to my music, that's I'm crying with the song crying. If that makes sense, like I, I'm not afraid to cry, and I want to make the song cry. All right, all right. 
But let's take it back to street sermons. It's very big sounding, it's very powerful, it's very soulful. Who is the team that helped you put that together? Like, who are the people that made the beats for that? Um, I had Foreign got him. Um, he did a couple, couple, couple of the beats. Um, also, Get That Bag, Get Throw. Um, DJ Chose. Um, that's just a short list of people who helped me with, with the, uh, well, putting the mix together with the beats and instrumentals. So, she out to them guys for even wanting to work with me. So, I appreciate them as well. And whoever, if I miss you or I don't know everybody's name and I apologize, I'm going to get up on it. I mean, thank you for giving me your... Well, bro, sounds like you're on the freeway right now. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, listen. It sounds it sounds like it sounds like we're gonna lose you. Appreciate you taking the time out. I know it's a big day for you, and I know it's a special day. So it's just um, I really appreciate you taking the time out today. And I gotta give a big shout to your English team over here. Like they reached out and they were like, "Yo, Sam, we can get you with Murray, um May 26th. And I was like, "Oh, oh God, like four weeks away in it." But then I got a phone call like, "Yo, can you do tomorrow?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, definitely." Yeah. Thank you so much for, for, for being flexible as well, bro. Like, real shit. I appreciate you. But, yo, you got a lot of fans out here in the UK and around the rest of the world, bro. Bro, I I, I love the UK, bro. I don't know if, you, if people tell you about me, but I I, I love the UK, bro. <laughs> Probably too much. I'll be doing your accent all through America. Oh, God. Well, look, I, I just want to say, saying it again, yeah, thanks for doing this and everything, but... I just want to say, bro, it's your time. Bro, it's your time, man. It's your time. People are finally going to know about Murray. I thank you, bro. I appreciate that. Honestly, it's amazing. I had to do it once. I'm so sorry. I had to do it once. I'll hold that shit in the whole time. I lo- no, I don't know. I don't. I know because I know you guys are from there. It's annoying when, when Americans do it. I just want you to know that's my favorite accent in the whole entire world. I I watch movies just to hear that shit. Like, I don't know. Y'all don't hear it, but I fucking love that shit. It's infectious, bro. All right. You want to try that English accent one more time? Bro, let's see if you can nail it. Honestly, I, I try a lot. Like, I, I watch a lot of TV and, and try to study you guys and how you do your, your mouth and how you talk. And a lot of words are, are different depending on where you're from. Like, sometimes people say hello or hello or Hello, you know it just depends on where you are. Honestly, I, I love when I, when I when I come, I need to come around you, TV, bro. I, I need to learn the slang, and all that. No cap, bro. Definitely. Listen, you're gonna love it out here, man. You're gonna love it, absolutely love it. You're gonna tear it up, man. Definitely. I can't wait. You flying? Yeah, yeah. I just I just started flying last year, so yeah, I've been on like five, probably six, six planes now, six six times. Six, I wasn't I'm used to it, but I mean, I'm, I will fly. I will fly. Bro, well, listen, I'm going to say it one more time, in it. Once again, thank you for doing this. Congratulations on the mixtape. It's banging. It's amazing. Street Sermons, finally out now. Thank you. I appreciate that. And thank you to all the fans in the UK. If you, if you, if you mess with me, I'm messing with you. Thank you so much for the love and support. I can't wait to come to y'all country. I can't wait to get lit, eat y'all food, get drunk, and party. Oh, God. There you have it. Another sick episode of the Hip Hop Raise Me podcast. I want to give a big shout out to Murray. Shout out to Motion Easy. Got to give a big shout out to all of the people that made that happen. Shout out to Mikey. Shout out to Don. And, you know, apologies if I stand out. Like, I might, I might have been a bit of a superstand on that one. You know, I might, you know, I was like a fanboy or something. But 
it is what it is. I love what he's doing. Love the music. It's powerful, and you know he he's definitely one to watch for twenty twenty one. He's coming through. He's doing his thing. I'm just glad I got that one early. Glad I managed to catch up with him early. Um, I think it's going to be one of the great ones. So make sure you subscribe. Make sure you follow at DJ Semtex or Hip Hop Raised on all socials. We drop new episodes every Monday, and you know this is episode 17. We're getting it in. We started in January with Chuck D, Buster Rhymes, French Montana. It's the real and. Every week, the guests are different, different backgrounds. And it doesn't matter as long as they're doing something that involves defining the culture or sustaining the culture. It's like, yeah, man, it's just dope. It's dope to be able to do this. And make sure you join us again next week.